America. Fasten your seatbelts. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Joe Biden has a very bad day. Donald Trump has a very good day. <laughs> Tucker, of course, we're going to talk about that. And exactly what are your kids learning in that expensive college you're sending them to? The answer will surprise you. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Friday, we made it. It is Friday morning across America as we get ready to slide on into the weekend. Good morning, Karen Hill. Hey, great to see you in the chat. Another great day with another pot of blackout coffees to a yum. <laughs> yes, indeed. We'll talk about that in just a bit, Karen. Thanks for popping in on the chat. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now, I got to explain something to you. I, I don't make any bones about this. While this show is all about America and the U.S. of A., I live on the other side of the planet. I am an American. I have uh, been a red, white, and blue, true-blooded, conservative, now MAGA, Republican man for all of my life, mostly. But I did meet and fall in love with a Malaysian about uh, 20 over years ago. Moved here. That relationship didn't last. But by the time it was over, I was already in love with the country. So I stayed, but I've always kept my ties to my family and my friends back in the U.S. But this show, indeed, it's uh, it's 11 o'clock at night here on Friday night. I know in America, we always talk about it as if it were morning, because that's where you are watching this. And this show is about the U.S. and all the troubles and good stuff and bad stuff. Here, however, it is the eve of Chinese New Year, which is celebrated in the U.S., but mostly in places like Chinatowns, places that have big Chinese populations. Here in Southeast Asia, it's huge. It is one of the biggest festivals of the year, this and Hari Raya. Tonight, you hear that? You are going to hear that throughout this show. These fireworks have been going off some damn close to the house every five minutes and some are really loud and these are not just a little skyrocket bottle rocket you know pew, pop these are huge virtually professional quality fireworks so if you're wondering what the banging is we're not being invaded it's chinese new year eve tomorrow is the first day of chinese new year which like i said around these parts one of the biggest holidays of the year. Sadly, our little girl Miko, who is our four-year-old Shiba Inu, I'm sorry, just give me a minute here, a little personal time. We'll get on with the rest of the show coming up. But our little four-year-old Shiba Inu Miko is laying right down there. I'd pick her up, but she finally relaxed and got comfortable. She's got her thunder coat on. She hates fireworks. Worst thing ever for her. She has been beside herself for the last two hours. She is clinging to me. She's right down there at my feet right now and will not leave. So she's going to be there for the course of the show. And uh, yeah, anyway, she's doing okay. She just 
her thunder coat helps a lot. Thunderstorms and fireworks are her two big nemesis things. And yeah, so we're just, every now and then I might look down and go, it's okay, baby. You be good girl. All right. <laughs> she's fine. Like I said, I'd pick her up, put her on camera, but she's a little, as you can imagine, a little frantic at the moment. All right. One more thing before we get going here, and that's to talk about one of our great sponsors, and that is who Karen was talking about earlier, Blackout Coffee. Indeed, folks, you need to get yourself off that brown water crap you've been drinking and get yourself a real American, robust, full-flavored, never-bitter cup of coffee from Blackout Coffee. Start your day with Blackout Coffee. I love it. Karen loves it. She bought a bag of the 2A coffee. Stands for Second Amendment, by the way. Look, Blackout Coffee loves this country, which is great. But doesn't mean a thing if you don't make a good product. They love making an amazing coffee, too. They work with local co-ops, American farmers, to source the best beans available. They only roast your beans after you place the order within 48 hours they roast your beans ship them out a few days to get to your house and that's it you got a bag of the freshest roasted beans you can get and you will find out that's what makes the big difference between the junk you buy off the shelf and real fresh roasted coffee beans Blackout Coffee, who cares about our troops, our first responders, takes care of these guys and gals with coffee, and uh, also supports our American values, truth, honesty, integrity, family. They're all about that, and they're all about making this amazing coffee. Please do go over to the website, links in our show notes. Try a bag. That's all you need to do. Try a single bag. Check it out. Give them a shot. You'll be back because they're just that good Host drinks coffee. No, it doesn't say that. I just want some coffee. <laughs> Skip the lines at the store. Order online. Get yourself a 20% discount when you place your first order with the promo code J20. J-A-Y-20 is our promo code. And uh, that'll get you 20% off your first order. Use the link in our show notes. Blackout Coffee. Give them a try. They are an amazing coffee company. Uh, an American coffee company, and that's what makes us proud to have them as a sponsor. Folks, just, it, it's been an amazing 24 hours. The Tucker Carlson interview with Putin, Biden's story, Biden's idiotic press con, Trump's Supreme Court case, for the Colorado, trying to take him off the uh, the ballot there. That's not going well. Just so you know what's happening. This is a coordinated attack. The media, the DOJ, Democrat Party are absolutely throwing Joe Biden under the bus. He's become an embarrassment. And this, what you're seeing happening right now, is the first step to replacing him as the nominee, I promise you. This was a hit. They never let this guy out so late. They never, ever let him take questions without a pre-approved list of who's going to ask and what they're going to ask. 
especially not after a day like yesterday. They wanted this to happen. Trust me. This is a plan. Just like the fake pipe bombs on January 5th and 6th. The decision's been made. Biden's out. They are going to replace him. The question at this point is, with who? Because they know Camilla is certainly absolutely 1,000% unelectable. No one likes her. Even her own people don't like her. She is truly an idiot. Biden's senile. And we have the proof of that coming up. But Harris? She's just an idiot. This is a plan. I am... Is it Newsom? Don't know. But... Things are going to be happening. They're going to be breaking fast. You watch. You mark my words. Biden's done. The special counsel. <clears throat> I put four different links in our show notes to X posts. Got them all for you. Biden did not remember when he was vice president. He did not remember even within several years when his son, Bo, died. This is from the actual report. In his interview in our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting the first day of the interview when his term ended, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. He didn't remember even within several years when his son Bo passed away. His memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact, Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. Absolutely lost it. Absolutely lost it. I got, hang on a quick second here. Give me a minute. <laughs> Press con last night. Man's an idiot. Take a listen. You won't need much more proof than this. Thank you, and I'll take some questions. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's what your memory has gotten worse, Mr. No, president? My memory is not good. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? 
You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. This idiot has his hands on the nuclear football. Does that make you happy? The commander-in-chief fighting back about questions on his cognitive fitness. Here's a great clip. He refers to the Israeli border with Gaza as the Mexican border. You still want to join the military with this moron in charge? This is your president, folks. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. on the Israeli side? What? Maybe he just forgot. This is insane. This is insane. Like I said, it's a hit job. They wanted this to happen. They absolutely wanted this to happen. And it's happening. It's absolutely happening. They're done with him. He's finished. Stick a fork in him. In the good news department, the Supreme Court had a pretty good day roasting the lawyers for Colorado who are trying to keep Trump off the ballot. It ain't working. The Supreme Court is primed, no decision yet, but they are primed to keep Trump on the ballot in Colorado. It was a blockbuster hearing. There are audio recordings from inside the courtroom. These justices were not putting up with any crap from these idiots. Liberal justice, even liberal justices expressing concern, and his lawyer insists January 6th was a riot and not an insurrection. Trump declared ineligible to appear on the Colorado ballot. His appeal heard Thursday. Decision marked the first time in history Section 3 of the 14th Amendment used to disqualify a presidential candidate. The justices hearing arguments from both sides about whether Trump is ineligible to be president. It all has to do with it being an insurrection. Neither Trump nor any of the January 6th political prisoners have been charged with insurrection. And that was one of the big points the Supreme Court was justices were making. Willie Nelson, hey, welcome into the show, Willie. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. So when do you think they'll replace him with Newsom? Man, I hope not. I really hope not. That slick-haired California asshole, seriously. I mean, he is the epitome of everything that could be wrong with today's politicians. I I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack. Of all people, Newsom. 
The only benefit I see to Newsom is that when you contrast Newsom to Trump, which that would be the fight, I don't think Newsom has a chance in hell. So maybe that's a plus. But on the off chance these Democrats cheat again like they did in 2020 and Newsom winds up being president, oh my God. Oh my. Oh no. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You think it's bad now? Imagine the man who has pretty much single-handedly destroyed the entire state of California being in charge of the country? Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I have no idea. I don't know who that. You know what? That'd be funny if they trot Hillary Clinton back out again. Did you see her? She was all over the internet complaining about Tucker talking to Putin. Such an idiot. You're right, Karen. Trump will squash Newsom like a gnat. The Supreme Court justices showed very deep skepticism over kicking Trump off the ballot. Blockbuster oral arguments yesterday ranged from technical parsing over whether the president is an officer of the U.S., the status of the Confederates after the Civil War, whether January 6th was a riot or an insurrection, and whether Trump was actually involved in it. The Supreme Court, almost to a man and woman, from what happened yesterday, chances are this could be a very huge majority vote that says, no, 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 Colorado. Trump goes back on that ballot. You have no right. Which, of course, I mean, it makes total sense exactly what should be happening, but stranger things, just in case, be prepared. Have you watched the Tucker Carlson interview? You know what? I got to do something. Hang on a quick second here. Let me go to the interview and give you a live update. The numbers were insane. Uh, right now, as of right now, this moment, 114 million views. Wow. I did watch it, spent the two hours. I thought it was brilliant. I thought Tucker, as usual, did an amazing job. One of the things, I used to be in the news business. I was in radio, television for a long time. One of the things you learn is to shut up. You ask a question and then you let the person you're talking to answer fully. Now, there comes a point where they might get off topic or they're not answering the question. You want to cut in and guide them back. But if they're on topic, shut up. And Tucker knows how to do that. He's very good at it. Putin knows way too much history. 
This man is like a walking history. He had no notes, no nothing, no prompters. This man is a walking history book. He is operating on an intellectual plane far and above, I think, just about any U.S. politician. Apparently, he is interested in cooperating with the U.S. The West, however, have done their best of isolating Russia. Of course, the military-industrial complex loves the money they're making. So, why would they want a peace settlement? He does not want to invade Poland. He doesn't want to take over the world. He is not the deranged warmonger the legacy media would have you believe. He is very much aware of our deep state and recognizes the CIA as the piece of garbages that they are. Garbages? Is that a word? It is now. It would have been really nice to see Putin dig deeper into the whole idea of what he thinks about our Western society. Uh, he didn't get, he got into it pretty heavy, but not a bunch. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, please do. It's available both on the TuckerCarlson.com website and also on X. And like I said, 114 million views. Wow. Insane. Worth every moment, though. It is a great interview. Yeah, in four hours, it had 46 million views. <laughs> Can you imagine? Tucker, by the way, uh, he put out his own opinion after the interview. In fact, just after the interview, he released a video in which he reflects back on what just happened. He said, you'd have to be crazy to think Russia will give up Crimea. You'd have to be an idiot to think Russia is an expansionist power. It's already huge and doesn't need more territory. Take a listen to Tucker reflecting back on what just happened. Um, I'm just trying to assess this rationally. Uh, it's interesting that he's willing to say, yeah, I want some kind of settlement. And the final thing I'll say is that if you're wondering who the lunatics are, um, U.S. officials have said on the record and have said to me um, and are telling a bunch of people that part of the terms have to be Russia giving up Crimea. And without getting into the whole history of Crimea, um, here are the facts. It's, you know, the home of Russia's warmer fleet. It's got a Russian population. They had a referendum. It chose Russia. Uh, it's part of Russia. It's where Russian wine comes from. Um, so you could like that or not like it, but the fact is Putin would would go to war, nuclear war, if it came down to Crimea. So if, and by the way, Crimea was in Russian hands at the beginning of this war. So it's like, if you really think that a condition of peace is that Putin's going to give up Crimea, then you're, um, you're like a lunatic. And, and they are. I mean, they want a weak leadership in Russia. And the question is, why would you want that? Why would you want that? Brilliant. I love the idea that after the interview, he kind of immediately records sort of his own personal reaction to what happened. 
when it's fresh, when it's just happened. And uh, I think I, I, that's absolutely brilliant. Gives you a different kind of uh, insight. Well, Schumer and the gang are doing their best to threaten everybody about the money we're sending to the Ukraine, which should be absolutely freaking nothing. Now this idiot who's been far too long in politics says he's giving the Senate GOP the night to decide on Ukraine aid. Look at this criminal. The nasty GOP fight over the Ukraine and the border paralyzed the Senate. Minority leader McConnell, who is another one, ought to be escorted out in the same bucket with Schumer. Staunch supporter of Ukraine, of course, no doubt has his pockets lined quite thoroughly with military money. His caucus largely abandoned him on the border, but he backed and hasn't found the votes to move forward. Schumer says we're going to give Republicans the night to figure themselves out and we're going to vote tomorrow, which would be today. So, we'll see. Article, whoop. <laughs> Blackout coffee. Articles in our show notes if you want to check it out, read the whole thing, get all the details. Basically, they're just holding everything hostage. All right. Did you go to college? What was your favorite topic in college? Your favorite class? Maybe you had a favorite professor. I think I might have a new one for you. And you might want to think of signing back up for college, even if you're, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old. You might seriously want to think about going back. There's an article from Breitbart. It's in our show notes. The Indiana University, Purdue University in Indianapolis, oh, has canceled their bondage class, teaching safe rope tying. Folks, this is a college course. This is what you're paying those tens of thousands of dollars for your kids college education now they've canceled the class great editorial picture they've canceled the class which taught bondage technique techniques you know 50 shades of gray stuff safe rope tying handcuff skills after facing a slew of backlash from concerned parents. Well, I sure the hell would hope so. They canceled their new workshop called Introduction to Bondage, set to begin tomorrow, led by an alleged bondage expert named Finch, according to a report by Campus Reform. Instructor Finch, a renowned local expert, and author of Rape Erotica, set to provide students with hands-on experience with safe rope tying techniques in a BDSM workshop 
listed as free and open to all students. The description for the event, a form of consensual and recreational sex play that involves tying, restraining, or binding a person with rope, handcuffs, or other items that can restrict movement. The website, by the way, with the page about this class is no longer available. Apparently, parents who caught wind of this garbage were having none of it. A huge amount of them complained and they canceled the class. Yes! Small bites, we win again. Ha ha. I'm going to cover something from the UK. Some spying going on with your kids who are a bit younger, not college age. These are grammar and high school, I assume. This is from Reclaim the Net. Man, this is... Like I said, we cover the stuff over there across the pond because eventually it will happen here, guaranteed, no matter what. Listening devices are being installed in UK school bathrooms. I'm not sure how I feel about that. There are major concerns about privacy that people are being asked. But these little devices that look like smoke detectors are actually very high-tech listening devices. This is not your dad's bugs anymore, like the old school, you know, FBI bugging systems. You got the guy with the headphones listening, writing down notes. Mm -mm. Everything this microphone hears gets sent to a computer and processed through an AI system that looks for keywords. When it hears them, bing, 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 the bells go off. This whole thing is an attempt to curb vaping, smoking, bullying, unruly behavior in school restrooms. And they have turned to new technology. These sensors is not your grandfather's bugs, capable of snooping and detecting keywords. But there is a huge debate about privacy rights. Do our, let's, Again, it doesn't say, let's assume these are probably high school kids, middle school, high school, you know, freshman, junior, sophomore, senior, uh, 12 to 18, 13 to 18. What kind of privacy rights do they have when they're in school? Do they have any? I'm not so sure. I'm not half bad on the idea of these little bugging systems in the restrooms. If you're just going in there to pee or do your business, no problem. If you're going in there to do other stuff you're not supposed to be doing and you get caught through this system, I don't think I have a problem with that. This system looks like digital smoke detectors they are programmed to recognize certain words 
And when the machines and the AI hear these words, they send alerts to specific members of the school staff who are then told where it detected and what bathroom it's in so the staff can go find out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Privacy advocates pushing back. Madeline Stone, senior advocacy officer for Big Brother Watch, said her concern stated, secretly moderating, monitoring school bathrooms is a gross violation of children's privacy and would make pupils and parents deeply uncomfortable. See, I have a problem with the phrase children's privacy. Because I'm not so sure I believe they have any. These are children we're talking about. I mean, in some areas, in some respects, certainly, yes, of course. But with regards to what these folks are looking out for, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do a lot more to, uh, to convince me, because I'm not convinced. Man, we're all over the boards tonight. The WHO pandemic treaty, that's going on, and it is more of a nightmare than you could ever imagine. They're almost done with it. And it says here, critics raising red flags for our freedom. Man, is that the case? This would be a leak. We've talked about this a lot because you need to do something to stop this and let your representatives know you want nothing to do with it, although that might not make any difference. Believe it or not, a legally binding agreement structured in such a way, listen, if the U.S. Senate doesn't approve it, it won't matter. It sidesteps the Senate approval in order for the U.S. to join. Normally, this kind of a treaty would need to be approved by the Senate. Not this one. This is frightening. This commie bastard. The May deadline is approaching. This is mid-February, folks. Almost. March, April, May. Three months. Less than three months. And they will finalize these negotiations on this insane bill, which gives complete control. When they determine we're under some sort of medical emergency or the next pandemic they've made up for us, they will have complete control over you. The fact that you are a U.S. citizen won't matter. And the Senate does not get to vote on whether or not we join this treaty. How do you like them? I like them apples. Nice, huh? Let's see. MS-13 and that, well, not MS-13, but it might as well be, because the gang's all here, thanks to Biden's open border. This is frightening. It's from the Daily Signal. Simon Hankinson wrote this piece. We all have heard about MS-13. We know all the horror stories about it. It just gets worse. Tren de Aragua. You heard of them? You will. It is a Venezuelan criminal gang. 
This is the little engine that could of criminal gangs. Take a look at these idiots. <laughs> Their mothers must be so proud. It may bring your quiet American neighborhood some rather dangerous young men with very little to contribute and even less to lose. Joseph Humire, an expert on Latin American security, calls the Tren, that's the name of the, the gang, the Tren, T-R-E-N, the fastest growing transnational criminal organization in the world. Last year, they didn't even make the Border Patrol's national apprehension by gang affiliation list. 27,000 caught at the southern border. Single adults. The trend is on track to make that list. Trend actively reported everywhere from Atlanta, Chicago, Washington, D.C. When police raided a prison reportedly controlled by inmates from the trend in Venezuela, they found a zoo, a nightclub, swimming pools, and a children's playground inside the prison. It's not so fancy in New York City, but at least illegal alien gang members there get free housing in luxury hotels, free meals, free laundry, and now prepaid debit cards. Thanks to you, taxpayers. These gangs who have been shoplifting, robbing, raping, murdering, have these initiation routines. In some cases, they have to murder someone. They just cold-blooded, shoot them in the head. Doesn't matter who they are or what they did. You could be walking down the street and boom, you're dead. These are the people. Mayorkas, Biden, and the rest of these idiots are just letting pour across our border. You can worry yourself about MS-13, but these gangs, like Tren, are also invading our country. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> One more off-the-cuff one here. This is great. It's just a little 15-second video. But I thought after all the crap going on between Biden being a memory-lost, dementia-laden moron, trend gangs invading the country. There's some more fireworks going on. <laughs> We all just needed a break. We needed 15 seconds of something to watch to just make you feel good. And man, this is exactly that. You talk about relaxed? Take a look at this truck ride. <laughs> look at this one here. Look at this guy. Aww. Fast asleep.
trucking down the road with your doggies. Mine is sitting right down there on the floor at my feet because of the fireworks. She is not as relaxed as these guys are. <laughs> All right. We always, uh, we always wind up this part of the show with a little good news, a little lighthearted stuff. Something good like that. Some feel-good piece. Okay. Happy New Year, by the way. Gong Hifatoi. Hope that uh, the year of the wood dragon is good for you. Ready for the book? I'm ready. We are on what I believe is the final chapter. I don't think we're going to get through it tonight. But it'll be just another day or two and we'll be done with Treasure Island. Amreb, hey, good to have you in for the ride. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's Treasure Island from Robert Louis Stevenson, published back in 1882. And the story continues. The three fellows must have been watching us closer than we thought, for as soon as we'd proved, for coming through the narrows, we had to lie very near the southern point, and there we saw all three of them kneeling together on a spit of sand with their arm raised in supplication. It went to all our hearts, I think, to leave them in that wretched state, but we couldn't risk another mutiny, and to take them home for the gibbet would have been a cruel sort of kindness. The doctor hailed them and told them of the stores we'd left and where they were to find them, but they continued to call us by name and appeal for us, for God's sake to be merciful, not leave them to die in such a place. At last, seeing the ship still bore on her course and was now swiftly drawing out of earshot, one of them, I know not which it was, leaped to his feet with a hoarse cry, whipped his musket to his shoulder, and sent a shot whistling over Silver's head and through the mainsail. After that, we kept under cover of the bulwarks, and when I next looked out, they disappeared from the spit, and the spit itself had almost melted out of sight in the growing distance. That was at least the end of that. And before noon, to my inexpressible joy, the highest rock of Treasure Island had sunk into the blue round of sea. We were so short of men that everyone on board had to bear a hand, only the captain lying on a mattress in the stern and giving his orders, for though greatly recovered, he was still in want of quiet. We later head for the nearest port in Spanish America, we couldn't risk the voyage home without fresh hands. And as it was, what with baffling winds and a couple of fresh gales, we were all worn out before we reached it. It was just sundown when we cast anchor in a most beautiful landlocked guff and were immediately surrounded by shore boats full of Negroes and Mexican Indians and half-bloods selling fruits and vegetables offering to dive for bits of money. The sight of so many good-humored faces, especially the blacks, the taste of the tropical fruits, and above all, the lights that began to shine in the town made a most charming contrast to our dark and bloody sojourn on the island. 
The doctor and the squire, taking me along with them, went ashore to pass the early part of the night. Here they met the captain of an English man-o'-war, fell in talk with him, went on board his ship, and in short, had so agreeable a time that day was breaking when we came alongside the Hispaniola. Ben Gunn was on deck alone, and as soon as we came on board, he began with wonderful contortions to make us a confession. Silver was gone. The maroon had connived at his escape in a shore boat some hours ago, and now he assured us he'd only done so to preserve our lives, which would certainly have been forfeited if that man with the one leg had stayed aboard. But this was not all. The sea cook had not gone empty-handed. He'd cut through a bulkhead unobserved and had removed one of the sacks of coins worth perhaps three or four hundred guineas to help him with his further wanderings. I think we were all so pleased to be so cheaply quit of him. Well, to make a long story short, we got a few hands on board, made a good cruise home, and the Hispaniola reached Bristol just as Mr. Blandley was beginning to think of fitting out her consort. Five men only of those who sailed returned with her. Drink and the devil had done the rest, with a vengeance, although to be sure, we weren't quite in so bad a case as that other ship they sang about. With one man of the crew alive, what put to sea with seventy-five? All of us had an ample share of the treasure, used it wisely or foolishly, according to our natures. Captain Smollett now retired from the sea. Gray not only saved his money, but being suddenly smit with the desire to rise, also studied his profession. And now, mate part owner of a fine full-rigged ship, married besides, and the father of a family. As for Ben Gunn, he got a thousand pounds, which he spent or lost in three weeks, or to be more exact, nineteen days. For he was back begging on the twelfth. Then when he was given a lodge to keep, exactly as he'd feared upon the island, and still lives. A great favorite, though something of a butt with the country boys, and a notable singer in church on Sundays and saint days. Of silver, Long John Silver, we've heard no more. That formidable seafaring man with one leg has at last gone clean out of my life. But I dare say he met his old negress and perhaps still lives in comfort with her and Captain Flint. It's hoped so, I suppose, for his chances to comfort in another world are very small. The bar silver and the arms still lie, for all I know where Flint buried them, and certainly they shall lie there for me. Oxen, wain ropes would not bring me back again to that accursed island. And the worst dreams I ever have are when I hear the surf booming about its coasts or start upright in bed with the sharp voice of Captain Flint still ringing in my ears. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. And that...
my friends, is Treasure Island. The end. We made it. <laughs> All right. That worked out well to close out that book on a Friday. How about that? Cool beans. All right. How you doing, Miko? Boom Boo's not so loud now? Yeah, you're all right. She's okay. <laughs> hey, it's Friday, so you better enjoy the rest of your day and get ready to slide on into the weekend. We'll be back on Monday with a whole bunch more crap. Lord knows what's going to go on between Biden and all the other junk happening. It's, uh, like I said many times, it's like drinking from a fire hose, the amount of crap that's going on out there. Keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it for you. Spend part of the weekend with people you care about. Gong si fa chai, as they say. Happy New Year to all of our folks celebrating Chinese New Year. And I will see you all again on Monday. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>